Good morning. It is Thursday, April 30th, and this is Community Pulse, your local report on the coronavirus outbreak in mid-Missouri. You can catch Community Pulse live every weekday morning at 9 a.m. on KOPN, and all episodes can be found online at kopn.org and on our Facebook page. Today on Community Pulse, we'll be talking about local elections and how they're being affected by the coronavirus pandemic. In Boone County, municipal elections that usually take place in early April have already been postponed to June 2nd, and the way things are shaping up, both local and national elections look like they'll be very different this year. Joining us to explore this topic is Dr. Elizabeth Alleman, local family physician, and our guest this morning is Brianna Lennon, Boone County Clerk. Good morning, Elizabeth and Brianna. Good morning. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So I want to start with the numbers. Um, it's like we're so increasing so fast. It's like we're now talking about um, fractions of millions. When we were, you know, not so long ago, I was watching things in Wuhan and, you know, really worried when we had, you know, a thousand or more cases in a day increase. Anyway, worldwide, we're at 3.24 million cases with 229,000 deaths and a million people are recovered. In the United States, we've um, now added the little above the million mark, 1.06 million, with 62,000 deaths. Now, I don't know if we remember about a month ago or so, we um, there was some reassurance that we had revised our prediction, pro- projections down and that we were thinking that maybe we wouldn't get above 60,000 cases total and that they would, we wouldn't get that until uh, August. So here we are at the end of April and already exceeding that more... Um, rosy projection. So projections are difficult. I'm not trying to criticize anybody projecting, but I'm concerned about these numbers. 147,000 people have recovered. Our Missouri numbers, again, like every day, are from Matthew Holloway, who um, does a beautiful job every evening on Facebook posting his best guess about the numbers. 7,625 documented cases in Missouri with 339 deaths. Boone County is at 99 cases and holding with one death. Cole County, uh, 51 cases with one death. Saline County is up to 188 cases. Montauk County is up to 41 cases. And Little Mississippi County down near the boot heel that has a, an expanding um, outbreak in a prison um, is up to 29 cases. Um, none of those counties that I mentioned um, have any deaths yet. Um, and all of them are having expanded testing um, that's been happening in the last day or two. So we don't have all those results yet. So we may see a little bump in the numbers um, from two things, spreading infection and increasing case uh, testing. So... All right. With that said, Brianna, thank you so much for joining us. And honestly, I'm sure that you're thinking about elections and how they happen during a pandemic. I haven't had a chance to think about it enough to even come up with a great question to introduce you. So how about if you just tell us how you're thinking about elections and what you think we need to know? Sure. So um, first, and, and Tim had mentioned it earlier, but the local elections obviously normally happen in April. And um Pretty much the day after the presidential preference primary, I feel like was really when we hit that turning point of everybody saying, this is really going to affect the entirety of the year. This is really going to affect elections, and we really need to think about what that means. And uh, 
local election authorities by their nature are contingency planners. And so we were working on what we could do to deal with an April election if we absolutely had to. It became very clear that that was not going to um, work. We, we didn't have enough time between the March election and the April election to institute everything that we needed to do. Uh, so thankfully, it was moved to June 2nd. And in that meantime, we've all been working to make sure that we have backup plans on backup plans and safety precautions that we need. So um, one of the other efforts that we're trying to do as a clerk's association and some of us individually are trying to get law changes put into place so that we can have absentee voting in a um, consistent way where everyone is able to take advantage of absentee voting and uh, not have to choose to go to a polling place if they are trying to comply with CDC and public health recommendations to stay at home. So I am encouraging people for the June 2nd election to vote absentee. Um, There is an excuse, the second excuse on the uh, absentee ballot application form and on the application on the envelope for the absentee ballots is that you have to vote absentee due to confinement or incapacity due to an illness or injury. And that excuse does not require a notary. So if you choose to use that absentee excuse, you will not have to go out and find a notary. Um, and, I mean, that's the, that's the core of why we're asking for a legislative change, because every clerk is interpreting it in a different way. Um, but I am encouraging Boone County voters to utilize absentee voting if they would prefer to do that over going to a poll on June 2nd. Okay, and and how do we how does one acquire an absentee ballot? Can you explain that process? Sure. So you apply for an absentee ballot, and then we will send one to you. We have applications on our website, which is vote.boonmo.org. Uh, you can do the entire application online. If you're doing it on a touchscreen, you can download an application, print and sign it, and then email it or mail it back to us. And when we send out sample ballots, which should be um, next week, that that sample ballot mailing will also include an absentee ballot application in paper form that you can fill out. Uh, but the fastest way to do it, especially if you're doing it on your phone or something like that, is just to go to our website, fill it out, and then um, you can send it right in, and then we'll turn it around. We have three days to turn it around, so people are getting their ballots pretty quickly. You have until May 20th. To request a ballot. So make sure um, that you do it before May 20th. Otherwise, we still have in-person absentee voting that's ongoing. If you choose to come to our building, we're by appointment only at this point. So uh, it's not a completely open building in the government center, um, but we can, we can, we do still serve people that come in that need to absentee vote or we're also in charge of notaries, so so people come in to be sworn in as notaries. Uh, so there's there's multiple ways to do it. Just make sure that you do it by May May twentieth, if you, if you want it mailed to you. There are so many things I'm sure that you have had to think about. Um, let's see. To follow up on this, if you're asking for an absentee ballot because of confinement due to an illness or an injury, do you need to? Uh, give any documentation that you're actually sick? Do you need a doctor's note? 
No. So the way absentee works is the voter is choosing the excuse. It is not something um, that I have the authority to police. So uh, the voter gets to choose that, and then uh, we process it. Okay. So, um, okay, that's very helpful. Talk a, a little bit about, you know, probably the top three or four reasons why it is that you're concerned about in-person elections during this time. Um, I mean, I would say, first of all, it's just a difficult message, I think, for voters to be continually telling them to stay safe and stay at home and do the right thing and flatten the curve and make sure that, you know, they're doing the responsible thing and wearing masks and, and everything. But then in the same breath turn around and say but you do have to go in person to stand in a line and cast a ballot so i think the the messaging is concerning to me because i think that it puts voters in a position of having to choose between you know feeling like they're doing the right thing and the responsible thing and exercising their constitutional right to vote and i don't want anybody in a position where they feel like they cannot vote and it's purely because they are trying to preserve their own and public health. Um, The second reason, I think, is uh, what a lot of people saw in Wisconsin, which is that it's just very difficult in a situation where elections are run by volunteers, essentially, election judges, who are amazing and work amazing days, and I'm so thankful that we have them. But first of all, most of them are in the high-risk category, to begin with. Um, so we're doing our best to try to make sure that we get election judges, newer election judges or, or younger election judges that we can still fully staff because if you have fewer election judges, then you have fewer people that can run the polls. So you have to have fewer polls and that puts more people together. And it's kind of this domino effect. And that's what we saw happen in Wisconsin. People could not find election judges. They had to bring in the National Guard to serve as election judges at the last minute. Um, You know, there were just a lot of changes happening. Thankfully, I will say the one thing that I'm very thankful for is having this extra time to get to June 2nd um, buys us a lot of time in order to get more supplies like hand sanitizer and masks and face shields for election judges that we can do. I think probably Wisconsin hit at just the the wrong time where they had very little warning and then they had this political fight where they moved the election and then they didn't move the election and they moved it back again. And um, it just, it, it turned into more of, uh, I think it was an issue that hit multiple fronts. It wasn't just, you know, oh, you know, we've dealt with this before and this is fine. This is completely new to everybody. So the more time election administrators have to um, be able to plan for it, the better. And that's, I feel like where we're at right now in Missouri, we have the time to put all these things out. I've been in communication with the election judges in all of our polling places to see uh, what's feasible and what's not feasible for June 2nd. So I think Tim alluded to it earlier. In-person voting is probably not going to be the status quo that everyone is used to. There are going to be pretty major differences when you go to polling places in June 
um, from the social distancing measures that we're putting into place, we'll have six feet marked off at every polling place. You'll see election judges decked out in um, protective gear. And uh, you might be voting at a polling place that you are not used to voting at. We're using some schools in June because they won't be open. Um, And we're making sure that we're not using any kind of polling place that has had a high-risk community utilizing it or living in it for their regular use. Oh, my goodness. There are just so many variables that I hadn't even thought of that you're thinking that you're having to think of. So are you, how is the recruiting going for election judges? Um, so our normal poll workers have actually been very positive. Uh, I, I think that it's still going to be a challenge to get to the number that we need. Um, we're looking at probably having 40 polls, and each of those polls has to have at least four judges. It would be better mm-hmm. if we had more than four because I'd like to dedicate uh, one judge at each location to just line management and social distancing and, and cleaning things up. And uh, so obviously five times 40 with backup means that we need over 200 election judges. So I'm still actively recruiting. I'm trying to, uh, you know, reach out to teachers that, that might be interested, people that have never served as election judges before. Uh, I think that the training is obviously going to be different than it normally is because we normally have big in-person trainings, and so we'll be changing the way that we do that. But um, it's still a good time to learn what goes into an election because I don't think, I'm hoping this is the, the only year that we'll ever have to institute these kinds of measures. May it be so. Um, and and then I'm sure you're also looking forward to the, let's see, before we move off of election judges, if people were interested in being poll workers, they would do what? They can go to our website. It's vote.boonmo.org. And we have a poll worker sign-up form. And uh, it's right on, if you're on a computer, it's on the right side of the screen. There's a gray button that says be a poll worker. Um, If you're on your phone or on a tablet, you have to scroll down to the bottom where all the gray boxes are and click on Be a Poll Worker. Okay. Um, And I'll say that I have been a poll worker slash election judge, um, uh, and um, the county does a great job of training and support for um, uh, poll workers, and it's a great way to feel like you understand elections better. So, um, and members of my family are often poll workers. We'll have to see how we can marshal folks. To be able to be a poll worker, do you need to be a registered voter in Boone County? You do have to be a registered voter. Um, There is a a little caveat. We always ask for people to be Boone County registered voters, but um, we are, if we come to an agreement with uh, neighboring county clerks, we can use poll workers from other places, but um, normally Boone County has enough people that are interested in serving that that we haven't had to do that. Um, But yeah, that's the big thing. You got to be 18. You got to be a registered voter. Um, And uh, it is a paid position too. I did forget to mention that. Uh, We don't ask you to do these long days and things like that for free. We do pay you. Yeah. 
Um, so what about looking forward? So we've got a June election, and then we have the. Do we have an August something going on? We do have the August primary. That's the primary for uh, any of the state races or any of the federal races. Um, so that will be happening, and then the November election will be happening. One uh, somewhat nice thing, so the CARES Act that was passed dedicated some money for elections. And okay. uh, so this is separate from there's a lot of discussions about how local governments are getting money from the CARES Act and how they're going to distribute that to different municipalities and things. There's a separate amount of money that is specifically for elections that went to the Secretary of State's office. And the Secretary of State's office has provided the counties with money um, that we can use to purchase things and prepare for the August and the November elections. So we do have grant money for that, which is really nice. Um, And then we're also getting some support from the state for supplies in general, like masks and things like that. Although uh, a lot of the stuff that I've already gotten for Boone County has been locally made and provided, which has been really great. We have dog master distilleries, hand sanitizer, and the project face shield uh, that the Columbia STEM Alliance has been putting together. We're going to be utilizing those face shields as well. So uh, we're kind of pulling from all places, and there has been good support so far uh, to make sure that we have everything that we need to make the August and the November elections happen. Mm-hmm. And will the absentee and, voting process that you explained earlier also apply in the same way to those August and November elections? Yes. Great. Yes. So we're still pushing for um, legislative changes, and I don't know what any kind of timeline on that would be because that is kind of in the legislature's court. But uh, that part is happening. Um, and so if anything major changes, I will be, uh, I'll be calling you back and, and updating you on all those kinds of things. But as yeah. of right now, yes, everything is going to remain the same in terms of applying for absentee ballots and, and doing all of those things. Okay. And what kinds of um, changes are you hoping that you will see in Missouri as a result of legislative change? Um, I mean, the biggest thing is just looking for clarity in absentee, because there are, like I said, I, I'm encouraging people to vote absentee. There are other counties that don't feel comfortable making that call and, and gotcha. have said that they don't feel like the, um, like people should vote absentee and that they're going to do everything that they can to just have a good election day on election day. Uh, it would be nice to have some consistency so that every county clerk can feel comfortable and every voter can feel comfortable um, doing what they need to do to feel safe. Uh, one of the other things that we have been asking for is um, just some some additional clarity on ballot drop-off boxes. So uh, one of the things that a lot of other states that have more expanded absentee voting do, or they provide secure boxes that are basically mailboxes, but they're only openable by us. So um, instead of having to mail your absentee ballot back and, you know, it has to, right now, absentee ballots have to be in our office by 7 p.m. on Election Day. So it's possible um, that there are people that put their ballot in the mail on Monday 
and think that it gets to us, and it doesn't. Uh, I mean, they find out after because they call us usually, and we say, no, I'm sorry, it, it got here too late. But um, this would allow you not only to make sure that you can get your ballot where it needs to be so you don't have to worry about whether it's making its way through the mail system, but it also allows you to bring back your ballot without having to interact with anybody. Because um, we do have people that just come into the office and say, well, here's my ballot, and then we put it in a, in a secure place. But this way, we can put it somewhere that's convenient for people, and they don't have to uh, worry about it getting to us in time. So um, that's a provision that, that we would that, like to that, have. That would be really helpful. Yeah. So that is not going to be in place for the June election, and right now what we're what you're recommending is that everyone who's interested apply for an absentee ballot, saying that it's because of illness and a confinement due to illness, and um, they can do that online or come through to the Boone County Clerk's office um, by Correct. appointment. All right, Brianna Lennon, uh, Boone County Clerk, thank you so much for joining us, and thanks to our listeners for uh, listening, and thank you, Tim, for. Um, uh, engineering. Tomorrow we're going to talk uh, do some updates about uh, new therapeutics, uh, some politics around meatpacking plants, and whatever comes up in the next 24 hours. Great. Well, thank you so much to both of you. Lovely to have you this morning. Thank you. That's it for today's edition of Community Pulse. Once again, our guest this morning was Brianna Lennon, Boone County Clerk, and Dr. Elizabeth Alleman. Thank you so much, Brianna, for helping ensure a, a safe and healthy uh, democratic process here in Boone County. Once again, if you need information about voting in Boone County, you can go online to vote.boonmo.org, and that's for Boone County. If you're in another county, you'll have to find that on the internet. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find this episode of Community Pulse online later in the day at kopn.org and on our Facebook page. We'll be back tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. with more local updates on the coronavirus situation here in Mid-Missouri. Thank you for listening, and we'll catch you next time.